Welcome to Brigham Young Money, and we are waging war on Zencaster. Suck my balls. <laughs> They're being <laughs> mean you. to us. <laughs> this will be really funny if, like, we end up paying for like one of the premium or one of the paid tiers, and then it's just, it's going to be like brought to you by Zencaster at the beginning of the episode or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> potential Ooh. big things coming. Everything in this there. entire world costs your firstborn. They have a uh, a free plan that you can apply for that gives you like what we had before, but you do have to, um, you do have to like have them say produced by Zencaster or like brought to you by, I don't know. Really? All right. Yeah. That's enough for me to like, just like, we just need to pull the trigger on this one. Cause I'm not, I'm, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that either. That sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hey guys. How are How are you guys? What's going on? Exceptionally hydrated. I, I've seen you drink like four things. You've been on camera for 30 seconds and I've seen, I think I saw you drink a full protein shake, two. something else, two protein shakes. Yeah. And then I just saw you drink a bunch of water. Yep. I we literally, I, I parked my truck in front of my house and made a beeline to my office to record from the there gym. There we go. So, okay, Greg, how's the dog? He's a good boy. <laughs> that's good when he doesn't pee in the house he's a good boy that's good any new animals in your way jordan no i just have my cat who is um likes to destroy things but you know Who's that's a cat that, that's not her <laughs> fault that's my fault really for leaving things in her path of destruction so you sound yeah. like an abused wife <laughs> yeah you did not seem happy about the uh, existence of this cat. Jordan, well, yeah, Jordan's got a uh, bad case of battered cat syndrome. Why? Why wouldn't I be happy? Like my cat serenades me at two a.m. just to, like let me know she's still there. Like what's, I think she, dude. I, I don't know. Cattered wife syndrome. Communicating with aliens go. or something. And you know, I, I love cat I, conspiracy theories. Like that they've been that they just no one knows where they came from and they've just been around forever. I just like when they stare off into space, I just assume that they just like they're seeing ghosts or something. Oh, 100%. <laughs> just, yeah, just like, absolutely. It's like, okay, that's, that's, that's normal. Sure. Yeah. That's a, I'll, I don't think I'll ever have a cat. Cause I'm, I, I don't know. It's the same thing with like, uh, I guess all animals probably have a sense of like ghosts or whatever, but cats in particular just freak me out. I don't know. The eyes are too big. They look, they look like owls and owls are scary. So. Every dog know. I've ever had will just like randomly on some nights just start barking at like three in the morning, just I, just yeah. for shits and giggles. At the Emily Rose, wait, is that what that exorcism of Emily? Ro yeah, at the yeah, Emily yeah. Rose witching hour at three thirty three or whatever. Yeah, that's the uh, that's just when the vibes shift and then everything just goes bad from there. I used to have this friend in high school, um, and everyone would go to his house like to skip school because it was right next to the school. And his parents, God bless their hearts, like couldn't make their way downstairs to the basement for various uh, physical limitation reasons. And so everyone would just go to his basement to get away with whatever you wanted. But anyway, I I uh, slept over there one night and we had watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose on DVD and uh, we all fell asleep during it. Whoever was, was there and woke up to the DVD menu of Exorcism of Emily Rose at 3 a.m. That was that was a nice little spooky moment for me. Every time I think about that movie, I think Sick. of sleeping on a love sack in a anarchist basement and near Bingham High School. So shout out to that basement. Shout out to James. Haven't talked to him in a long time. Hope he's well. I should watch that movie also. But 
<laughs> what else is going on? So um, we haven't talked about it yet, but Trump's yeah. going to jail, I guess, probably. <laughs> Something, man. Okay. Dude, I want him. It would be, first of all, we already talked about this in the Slack channel. Trump is our greatest living comedian. He's really he funny. is the Although, funniest man alive. Like, did was you just a, see uh, Andrew Cuomo on the Adam Friedland show? Because that's that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> you know, it really is great say. that like the Adam Friedland show is now like fodder for the New York Post to just post about any famous person that goes within twenty yards it's of it. So good, dude. Dude, that actually was was pretty funny. And, and the the top comment on the YouTube uh, comment section was like, "This show is either." the greatest show of all time or the worst show of all time. There's no in between. Like every time they put out an episode, it's one or the other. And this was a great one. I, Norm, I legitimately cannot think of a better was way. Super good. <laughs> I legitimately cannot think of a better way to describe, uh, come town and the Adam Freeland show as opposed to that. So yeah. <laughs> that makes it, it's either the worst show you've ever heard of in your life or it's the absolute best. Thing yeah, it's ever. either, it's either dog shit or you get molestrios. It's the, <laughs> Yeah, you really do. And um, okay, so Trump, <clears throat> Trump, and something that I've been thinking about that's kind of making me a little sad is like, I don't know if we were ever going to get Trump DeSantis debates, but the prospect of Trump being in prison does make that a little harder. I no, I, I want him to debate over the phone and run for president uh, in jail like he's Eugene Debs. It's going to be awesome. I, I would love to have his supporters just like reading statements from him from prison, like like he's a mumia or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I want him giving uh, stump speeches over the phone, like he's X-rated. <laughs> okay, so like, is he? It kind of. I, I haven't been following him super closely. Like, I know, like I've seen the I've seen the boxes. I've I've heard the speeches that he's giving, given where he talks about the boxes, and I've seen the retort where like. Joe Biden and the Corvette in the garage or whatever. I've seen that one as well. But like this kind of seems like they're they've actually got it seems like they're gonna get him. Which Yeah, you can't like give classified information to Kid Rock. And this is like the this is like the most unforced error of all time, right? Like this. It's so no, it's like what so was the dumb. actual benefit of this other than to just show people? Like, why did he even? I I, I don't understand. This but is, this is so stupid. This is like this to me personifies Trump so perfectly in that in a moment where he is the most powerful man in the world revered by millions he still has this deep insecurity and this lust to impress people and to be loved like he has to have like some sort of mass acceptance like there's some sort of void in him that has to be filled at all time with like praise or acceptance or some sort of validation like I, the, the the juxtaposition is insane it's amazing. It's no, I, like, I think yeah. it's really fantastic that his need to fill a void involves like showing a racist car dealer from uh, Talladega, like the plans for like the Minuteman missile or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's trying to impress some thrice divorced uh, orthodontist. From- like, he was already president. Like, I don't understand like what that's the, the thing that's to- so nuts. He was already president and is still trying to like impress people who he loathes yeah, deep like down inside. Like there's I don't just get it. there's there this is like just like a blooming onion of just fuckery. I think the last I heard they were up to like seventy something counts and like 
I don't know, man. His speeches are really fun, are, are super funny. And he's like, they're trying to put- I did everything right. Yeah, I did everything right. And like, I, <laughs> you know, he's putting himself in the, in the, in the line of fire between like the deep state and his fans or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's know, honestly they probably do this pretty for me. Like, they will do it to you if you store a bunch of classified information inside of a guest best room. Best, best room. Again, what the hell's wrong again, with me? Again. <laughs> But just like to when go you, back to what Kyle was saying earlier, just yeah. about like the Corvette box and all that too. Like they're saying like, well, Hillary did this too, which, you know, might be a good point if you didn't run off of the only coherent policy you had in 2016 was we should imprison Hillary Clinton until lock she her up. Dude, them all chanting lock him up when Trump was talking about the Biden crime fan family for like the irony of like you're literally chanting to lock people up for the same crimes that like Trump is ostensibly going to prison. It's just like at such a like minuscule degree to like compared to what Trump did. It's so funny. I don't, I, I don't know. I am. It does make me a little sad because I really don't like DeSantis and I want to see him get his shit rocked. And I think Trump can rock his shit, but I'm, I'm a little worried if he's in prison. Like I, I think he'd get his shit rocked either way, just because like, as people get to know Ron DeSantis, they start to become completely reviled by him. Just like disgusting. Okay. But I really don't want to see, I guess I don't want to see either of them in a general election, but I don't don't even think like DeSantis would survive the primary too. Like you don't think so. Okay. So if Trump loses or if he's out because he's in prison or dead or whatever, like, DeSantis does seem like the obvious person. DeSantis does look like the front runner if Trump which is, is very small to compared run. to Trump, but like I don't well, know, man. Yeah, absolutely, but also it's like every single time that you hear Ron DeSantis's voice and see his general demeanor in general. It's sugar, man. Like like there's a natural reaction that most normal people have where it's like get him away from me. I don't want to so be here awful. anymore. There and, is something like, awful. Go ahead. And, and I think that's where, like, the Republican primary is going to. It's like everyone else who's a candidate for the Republican nomination isn't thinking I can beat Trump. It's maybe Trump will be out and then I can beat DeSantis. Yeah. Like, that, that's what, like, Chris Christie's going for right now, too. Chris Christie is hoping for the uh, Trump flame out and then he can kind of, like. he's such a loser. I, he, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he there's is. no, like, as, as bad as Chris Christie is, if he wins, like, and – if he gets the nomination, you know, in, in some roundabout way, like the, the like fortune is in his favorite thing, like even as shitty as Joe Biden is, he's not going to beat Biden. Yeah. Well, uh, but I mean, think about this repulsive. way too. Like, I mean, yeah, Chris Christie is re- completely repulsive too, but also like he can take a lot of abuse. Like he did work for Trump for a while too. And in, who that's knows the, what kind of insults he took. That was, did you watch his announcement? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was horrible. He was talking about, I'm the only person in this race who can stand up to Trump. He's like, dog, you said all that same shit four years ago and Trump had you over a barrel Dude, i'm also just thinking so about when pathetic. he filled in for mike francesca for a while too oh, that was awesome. just, <laughs> and it was just the greatest thing ever too because you just have calls coming to it's like hey chris how you doing uh do you think the mets need some middle reliever also your face and body make me feel physically ill i'll take my answer off the air and then it would just like cut the chris chris like oh oh look who's a big shot here talking talking about that how dare you it was That's literally so awesome. like it's it's like SNL was doing a skit with 
with if Tony Soprano filled in for Mike Francesca. It's so beautiful. It's so funny. The, the, only, my, uh, real, the only real moment I'll have for Chris Christie is when he ended uh, Rand Paul's presidential election. But that was yeah, just that's like, fair. How did, wait, how did what happened there? I can't remember. Remember when you hugged. Uh, remember when you hugged Barack Obama after the hurricane? And then like he responded with like, oh, well, I also remember hugging people after 9-11. And then that was it. <laughs> That's awesome. Which like Chris Christie was not in any real like prominent role after 9-11. Iconic like he battle. just like, oh yeah, he's from that area. And also 9-11 happened there. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. The yeah. He's, he's, he's so ultimate great. Trump card. My, uh, my very, very loving great person grandmother who um in fact she canvassed for bernie over hillary in the 2016 primary which i learned somewhat recently um but she she's kind of uh msnbc pilled a little bit and uh the way she talks about like who she hopes runs in the republican primary makes makes me sad i she may have mentioned chris chris christie but it's she happen. also mentioned Sununu, whoever that is. Liz oh, Cheney, Sununu. 2024. <sighs> <laughs> I don't, good thing I, I know my grandma didn't say that because she's, she's electable if you vote for her. Yeah, I don't. Pathetic, man. Like, this is like the primary of like all the losers that could possibly think that like they could be the post-Trump Republican Party. Like yeah, Tim man. Scott is still like my favorite one too, who – at 57 years old, we still do not know if he has ever had sex. He has. I actually didn't. I, I like, I've heard no that guy's way. name a bunch. I had no idea what he looked like. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> now, I, now I get how like weird and off putting this guy is. Um, I was listening. I, I listened to that interview that Chapo had with that guy who wrote like all that. He, he, he wrote that book, but he's had just like hilariously weird encounters with all these politicians and Tim Scott saying he had to go potty after uh, during a press conference <laughs> was just like mind blowing to me. Yeah, literally after answering a question as if he has ever had sex in his life, it's like I uh, have I'm to not going to answer that question anyway. I have to go potty. Yeah. Literally, okay. exactly how my five year old. It's amazing. <laughs> would, would say and, that. And and like they pointed on the episode too, he doesn't have the excuse that he just picked it up from his kids. Yeah, he has zero kids. Okay, so tell me about the the Cuban uh, restaurant thing because I was not online today. So apparently, sure after his arraignment, uh, Trump stopped at some uh, popular Cuban restaurant. It's I guess it's called Versailles, and promised supporters when he was there he was going to buy food for everyone, and it turned out. He left without paying for a single item. Why is a Cuban <laughs> restaurant named after a French palace? Miami is crazy, man. Or wherever That's in Florida. Yeah. I don't trust that at all. I'm going to a Mexican restaurant called Brandenburg Gate. Uh, <laughs> you guys want anything? Yeah. This That's is amazing. my... Uh, yeah, this is this is my cousin. His name is uh, Carl Van Schlichtenberg. <laughs> he's from venezuela i I really that's just amazing that's such a trump move just being like it's on me it's on me it just bounces out on the check i bet he's just like friends with the restaurant owner and then was just like doing a solid just doing a micro 
a micro scale, like Scott's tots things. That's great. (laughs) He would be the funniest man alive if he wasn't just pure evil. I know he's so, he's so terrible. He is better than DeSantis though. I have to say, I was going to say just real quick. It it is very funny to me, like just how off putting Ron DeSantis is, especially like he is by and large the most like anti LGBTQ. Oh, he's uh, so horrible, man. And like anti-trans candidate in the race. Like he's he's a legitimately awful person. Uh, but I find it very funny and very ironic that he has extreme gay voice. Oh, I know, man. It's it's very weird. It's very, very strange. And yeah, dude, it's like it's no joke. My uh I have a coworker and she and her wife live in, in Florida. Uh, and, uh, it's bad. Yeah, man. <laughs> like they deal with a lot of shit just being there. My, and then uh, have to deal with like family members and friends who like the DeSantis. And then they're like, uh, Hey man, uh, you're kind of picking between us right now. Cause he's actively causing an extreme amount of harm to right. people. And it's just, it's just so horrific. Oh yeah. And it is kind of crazy to think that he barely won in like 2018 against um, against Andrew Gilliam, which who has also had a very particular post uh, political career after right, this yeah. election. But yeah, very strange. But yeah, like he he won by like less than like thirty thousand votes, and like I know, I know. And That's pathetic. since then, the Florida, Florida Democratic Democrats. Party has just completely just driven off a cliff, and yeah. Great stuff. Well, uh, Jordan, why don't you take us, uh, transition us into the hell line so uh, Greg can take us through. That's my favorite 30 seconds of the week. Uh, I just want you to know that. I'm going to get through these fast uh, because we're on a time crunch. I say that every week, but yeah, we actually are this time. Yeah. (laughs) So hellline number one video killed the radio star along with everything else. This is a story from the Wall Street Journal. Uber users will soon encounter full length video ads for the first time across the company's ride hailing app, food delivery service, Uber Eats and alcohol sales platform Drizzly. The uh, apps will play video ads after customers place orders and continue until their deliveries arrive. Drizzly will run them in search results on its app and websites as well as all other areas of the site. This is uh, a quote from Mark Grether, the VP and GM of uh, Uber Advertising. It says, we have two minutes of your attention. We know where you are. We know what you are or where you are going to. We know what you have eaten. He said, this is the next step in technology. I mean, data harvesting for advertising. I mean, it feels like that's the universal experience of anything in tech right now is that a working product will eventually get shittier just for the quest for uh, the ever the need for ever increasing profit margins. I go to I go to Nashville once and now. Every second ad I see on Instagram is something out like some restaurant or some bullshit Dude. in Nashville. Okay. You, you know, what's crazy. So like, this is some real, like extremely 2023 shit, but I saw this TikTok of this guy saying, Hey, join my free discord where I teach you all the different class action lawsuits. You can, you probably qualify for to get money from. <laughs> 
And Jesus. he was going through this list of all these class action suits. And so many of them were like DoorDash and like Lyft. And you know, and I'm realizing what all of those class action suits are for. It's because they were illegal, like illegally selling data in almost every sense. Like Google was another big one where they were essentially using in some cases people's entered like social security numbers and so there's like a there's a big class action suit against google right now but like the thing is is that they make so much money off of the data to begin with like the uh the potential class action suit that they face down the road is just like the cost of doing business anyway so um we can't do anything about any of this evidently but you may be able to just be uh to learn that you're eligible for a class action suit from you can, a tiktok you can make or a free discord dollars. in like five years so um yeah anyway so that's a fun little thing you might be able to get a little uh rebate from drizzly if you uh don't live in utah and get alcohol delivered and once they s- sell your data to fucking Coors light or whatever so pretty cool yeah oh, pretty great cool. stuff hell line number two we can all hang 10 in hell from the salt lake tribune southern shores a private luxury quote surfing community unquote, is surfacing amid the desert sand and sagebrush in Hurricane Valley, about 20 miles east of St. George. This uh, private development is currently under construction and, quote, this will be the first surf community in Utah. It will have the second largest standing surf wave in the United States. This is Jason Christensen, president and developer at Immaculate Homes. Can you guys tell me what's like what the the landscape is in, in in Hurricane Valley? I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but my assumption is that a standing surf wave is going to require a lot of water. And uh, I don't know. Also, <laughs> know about you guys, but water doesn't seem to be something that we have a plenty around here. Well, I so. got heart palpitations when I read the sentence "luxury surf community." In St. George, Utah. <laughs> this is actually way worse. Like this uses way more water. I, I mentioned to, to you guys earlier that we have like, I think three or four, maybe one or two is in development still of these private wakeboarding lakes in Utah. Yeah. So there's these weird like little neighborhoods like kind of way out in the middle of nowhere in different parts of the state where there's like 30 luxury homes around like a ice rink shaped lake where it's just like specifically for boats to drive up and down and then tow people. So there's like communities like this that already exist, but I assume that doesn't require like a ton of water going in and out. Like, yeah, a million plus gallons every day. Yeah. And this developer guy was quoted as saying like, he didn't really consider the optics. (laughs) So, right. Which is like, it's just so it's such a, like a microcosm of Utah as a whole right now in that it's this is a state that's just completely under the stranglehold of developers with no regard for the future or sustainability or anything other than just lining their pockets sorry he he is aware of the optics but he's trying to keep the water use down to a minimum he says so (laughs) oh okay (laughs) all right problem solved we're good guys never mind yeah i this this is kind of i mean um, it's believable, but it really is just like unbelievable that somebody can get away with this kind of thing. Like how it's insane. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't have any like actual regulations around water use. Like we have all these suggestions and we have market efficiencies we try to put in place. But it, as far as actually 
preventing or stopping any of this from happening, it doesn't happen. Like it just, we, they, they're just allowed to do whatever they want anyway. So, um, yeah, anyway, someone did the math on this. Uh, let's see. It's, it's, it's like hundreds and thousands of gallons of water per week, uh, from surface evaporation for the, something like this. So, um, yeah, yeah cause anyway. it gets to be 120 degrees down yeah. there in the summertime. So that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I I love living here. All right, uh, <laughs> line number three, apocalypse now. So a section of I ninety five, in Philadelphia collapsed after a tanker trunk uh, hauling gasoline caught fire on Sunday, causing the concrete to buckle and collapse. It was uh, announced today that remains of one person have been found in the rubble. Also earlier this week, hundreds of fish were found dead at Quintana Beach County Park outside of Houston. According to county park officials, the fish died as a result of low dissolved oxygen, a.k.a. hypoxia, a result of warming water temperatures. Great. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It seems like just like every other day, there's some sort of just absolutely catastrophic event that happens in this country, whether it be from like a, like a climate disaster or infrastructure or something. Yeah, it's a good thing. We definitely have uh, been working on all of our infrastructure for the last like it's been infrastructure enough. week for four years. <laughs> yeah, surely we're, we'll be we'll be totally fine and that we don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, it's awful. Last one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good news. I don't have any snappy headlines for this, but uh, the Supreme Court leaves the Indian Child Welfare Act intact. This is from NPR. The case pitted prospective adoptive parents in Texas against the act, a federal law aimed at preventing Native American children from being separated from their extended families and their tribes. Also, last week, the court struck down the Alabama congressional map as discriminatory discriminatory against black voters while upholding the Voting Rights Act. Honestly, pretty shocking. Shocking. A little bit. Love to see it, though. Totally. Um, It seems like damage control after everything that's come out against Clarence Thomas. And we know that the the Supreme Court, like faith in the Supreme Court is at an all time low. But like, yeah, I guess beggars can't be choosers. And totally. uh, We we have to take. Exactly. Like, but yeah, it does feel like they're just kind of letting out some pressure uh, a little bit. Um, with this kind of thing, like we, we obviously know what they've been up to for the last year. So, um, and also we still have more rulings that are going to come down this, this month. So, um, including the student loan, uh, right. Forgiveness. Not if Tommy Tuberville gets his way. Yeah. I can't (laughs) can't wait for that. No, it, it really is good because, you know, after three months of just nonstop coverage about how multiple members of the Supreme court have essentially had themselves and their family members take advantage of their positions for um, financial profit and, and gain. It's good to see them come out with a couple of things that make it actually seem like the judiciary is, has a little legitimacy to it. Probably what? by design, but whatever. Supreme yeah. court justices can't have friends. <laughs> Supreme court they justices really wives can't have do nothing jobs at law firms that, that argue in front of the court <laughs> that pay Ew. that pay them $250,000 a year. I oh, gotta, that's on the light side. I think like, I, I got to figure out how to, I got to do that or I got to do the bear, the Barry Weiss speaking gig for like 
20K oh my god dude. whatever let me oh. jordan can i steal valor and just turn this into the next molar she wrote sure why not I <laughs> let's mean, go man. you know when, when awesome. i formed our llc i was really tempted to like call us a veteran-owned business so <laughs> you fucking you should, should dude i mean yeah i don't know why you there's didn't. gonna that be there'll be another pandemic i don't know if we'll get ppp loans but we can try yeah, yeah maybe that we, we could do a little light fraud what's the problem yeah this is what i mean this is what this country is is built on let's be honest legal disclaimer we will not actually do that <laughs> no we will not no we will not this is um, all parody non-actionable we pay we pay our taxes we are good citizens yeah we've never do anything like that so for the last the last topic um i guess we could choose between two things we could talk about the the, the book banning or, or should we talk about the uh, cast of characters trying to take chris stewart's spot jordan what do you think Oh, we should talk a little bit about both because they're both amazing. First off, I just want to talk about how like Greg Hughes is just like launched directly. Into, and for those who don't know, Greg Hughes is the former Speaker of the House for Utah and um, launched his campaign by just having this absolutely demented um, – this absolutely demented uh, little ad he had there. Um, Which I'm pretty sure is AI. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pointing that out. So Greg Hughes said uh, – and. Brian Schott, is he from, or Scott, I don't know how you say his last name. Is he from the Trib? I can't remember what his Yeah, he's uh, the politics writer for the Trib. So he's yeah, the main so politics writer. He said, I can't say for sure, but this picture from Greg Hughes, Utah, could be generated by AI. And there's this ad from Greg Hughes where it's just, it's really just trying to, I mean, it's trying to fear monger about drag in general, which for them is synonymous with gay and trans and CRT, apparently. But it's also like just synonymous with like, the democratic party or the left yeah yeah like well it's wokeness in general so it says this ends now and it's a picture that is pretty clearly ai generated of uh some sort of drag queen holding like a dagger or something i can't tell i mean you just need to think about this for a second too they gave a drag queen horns just to like you know make sure you got the points like oh yeah they're satanic like you may not notice but your brain did so it says the woke mob wants our children indoctrinated not educated bullet points (laughs) sexualized content and pornography drag queen story hour boys and girls locker rooms and sports critical race theory gender transition surgery on youth you know when When you list them all out like that it's really ridiculous yeah when our kids sanity and safety are on the line it's no longer time to play nice it's time to get back to basics now greg hughes will never back down and never stop fighting for our children greg hughes now and then (laughs) it's the picture so oh man this this uh primary for this uh this house seat is gonna be amazing it's gonna go really well i can't i can't wait i'm really excited that the this is who's going to represent my district. Yeah, the the Hitler particles are off the chart. <laughs> this guy. What if you yeah. come to my house and red dead me? Yeah, I think it's time. I, I think, think we, we just need to play some video games. Red dead each other. <laughs> um, it's pretty bleak. Yeah, this sucks, guys. So, um, on top of that, there's the story in the in the Tribune from Courtney Tanner, and it's Utah lawmaker accuses school district of distributing porn to minors through books. It's the that latest sounds attack. like a crime. I'm sure that's the case, though, right? I'm that's, sure it is. This isn't it, just like morbid hyperbole, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Um, I know. Have you guys like? It's hard to buy a Hustler magazine. 
It is. They keep them. Yeah, they keep them pretty hidden these days. You, you know, you go into a school, and I don't know why the periodical section has just copies of jugs, but you know, I I feel like that's bad. <laughs> A conservative state senator is accusing Utah school district of possibly being, quote, an accessory to the distribution of pornography to minors because it has kept a book on library shelves that includes passages describing oral sex and other explicit acts in detail. And that could be a felony charge for Davis School District under state law, said Senator John Johnson of North Ogden on Wednesday during the legislature's education interim committee meeting. The definition of pornography in Utah code is pretty clear in my mind, he added, after alluding to the few explicit passages in the book called The Freedom Writer's Diary. That book, where teens describe difficulties in their lives in which the 2007 film is based on, was reviewed by the district for inappropriate content this past academic year and deemed okay for middle school and high school students to access. But Johnson noted that he's mad that Davis School District used the same review process and decided to remove the Bible from elementary and middle schools because of, quote, vulgarity or violence. That's funny because this guy sounds like he spends the majority of the day trying to suck his own dick. If you've seen pictures of him, you know that's physically impossible. <laughs> I said, also, unblock I said me on try. Twitter, you bitch. Yeah. Oh, is this one of the ones that's uh, that's blocked you? Oh, yeah. John Johnson, the yeah. fake-ass madman name he has. Yeah. The lawmaker said he thinks the district has failed to understand the 2022 state law banning pornographic or indecent materials from the schools and applied it incorrectly to keep some titles that should have been removed and remove others he thinks should be kept. He said Davis might need to face penalties. We haven't had a case like that so far, he said. The audience that packed that room at the Utah Capitol clapped and cheered at his suggestion. Of course, he was supported by other Republican colleagues on the committee, committee, including uh, Representative Carrie Ann Lisenby of Clearfield, who added, we should not be having pornographic material distributed to our kids on school ground. Wait a minute, isn't isn't that the cum dumpster lady? (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. It is her. And uh, I just the word distributed is just like they're just so ridiculous. The putative response from lawmakers is just the latest attack on the Northern Utah School District has be, that has become ground zero in the fight over what's appropriate literature for children in the state. This, of course, makes sense that it's happening in Davis County and Davis School District. I just, I'm just yeah. like I need to rewind the tape back and just go back to what you were talking about uh, about like distributing because I'm just imagining yeah. like some person in a trench coat uh just delivering like passing out porn magazines like a blackjack dealer in vegas yeah dude it's (laughs) it's unbelievable it like reminds me of the way that they used to talk about how like drug dealers would try to like just be giving out free drugs yeah just yeah make sure to check your kids halloween candy yeah it's like it's like nobody's getting nobody's wasting their good hard-earned money to give your kids free drugs yeah yeah, the idea is that this school district is distributing porn to turn the kids into voting for democrats is that like the the through line here just like seems like it right i guess it's just unbelievable and and like i don't know we don't need to go through the the rest of this really i mean there's been um there have been i I think this is this is interesting another school district granite school district superintendent rich nye said the district has not tracked how many parents are using a function that's designed to review books. Um, but he says uh, it noted that it had 94 books challenged through the 2022 law that was passed from a total of just six parents. So um, you get like a few of these parents with just their minds poisoned by like whatever is on right wing media. 
and uh, they make it their life's mission to just be like banning books from schools that like 99.9% of every of every school these kids don't know that these books exist or like were on the shelves like no one <laughs> it's just like the idea that is they're being distributed and mass to like every kid at, at school is just so hilarious and also like, it's a book you could you could fine. check the library records and see how many times this book has been checked out i know <laughs> and by yeah. whom and a book has it's it's not it's not hurting anyone like these no. people it's, it's just pathetic and like i don't know um I, I like this of course is just like one prong in this like attack against public schools and it, it's i don't know they've of course been running and trying to attack trans people as much as possible, but that's just another part of this, like this multi-pronged attack that's, that's against public schools and it's against, um, you know, it's against trans people. It's against gay people. It's against like anyone that fits outside of uh, the box that they have perfectly created for themselves. And I, I really hate the argument that's like, this isn't the place to be talking about that kind of stuff. Just making it seem like it's inherently immoral for someone to be gay. Like, Oh, I don't have anything. I don't have any problem with like what people do in their homes, but school isn't the right place to be talking about these kind of things. And that of course includes a, a teacher just saying that they are in a homosexual relationship or just the acknowledging the mere existence of a trans person. Like um, the little shield that a lot of them use that like, I want to be able to, to talk to my kids about this kind of thing. It's like, no, you are worried that your kids aren't going to be scared of trans people like you are. Like that's, that's what this is all about. It's you're trying to control the way your kids think and feel and make them feel. And you want them to feel the exact same way as you. And you're scared that they might not. And that's, it's, that's what it's all about. It's like, it's less a culture war than it is a war to try to control everything. It's, it's really crazy, man. Like it, the, the amount of fear and like it's, and so much of it really does come from like just a lack of, of experience with any of these things. Like none of these people know any trans people or probably any gay people (laughs) either. And like, they literally just cannot comprehend a world outside. And, And of course this is all the same arguments that were used, um, you know, about like integration at, at different times through this yeah. country's history. It's just all the reused same, just it's, really disgusting mindset. And it's just, it just really fucking bums me out. Honestly, it's the latest iteration of the argument that if we allow gay marriage, what's next? Are people going to marry dogs? Yeah. yeah the uh, Rick Santorum man love dog sort of thing. Yeah. Which- yeah. It's like, what what it seems to be to me is they lost the gay marriage battle and so they've again they just they've moved on and are punching even lower now they found the next thing to glom onto and it's it's trans people and they're launching a full scale attack yeah yeah i, don't, I mean i don't know i i think it's a combination of things too i mean first off it's just the just the constant backlash of like Trump really didn't like think that they could just do anything at this point. And like, I don't want to like point just like one thing because things were bad before Trump. There's no doubt about that, but like the ability to just be a just gigantic asshole in public was, was a very Trump esque 
element totally. of conservatism because mm-hmm. even even back in like the 2004 during like the gay marriage thing and you know, that we were trying to actually like pass a congressional like a constitutional amendment to ban it like to be like well we don't want to like destroy gay people we just don't think that they should have the choice to get married but now, at this point it's just like no they, they're all child molesters yes. yeah I- I don't know if we talked about like that fight that broke out like in the streets. Like there was that really intense video footage oh, of it. In, just, uh, like, in Glendale, Cal- yeah. In Glendale in California. Yeah, man. Like it's it's so insane. Like I – and of course it, it the, the number of people doesn't matter. But it, like the fact that this really is over just like such a few people, like minuscule part of the population when it comes to trans people that like it's, it's, it's just so absurd on its face. Um so yeah, I mean, just another reminder that like there's no compromising on any of this stuff, no. and um, the you we can't there, there's there's no give we just cannot be giving up ground on this at all, and it's really disappointing to see how bad the Democrats are on this issue, quite honestly. Um, but I mean, we'll see we'll see what happens uh, with like these elections, like this next presidential election, and and see like I can only hope that they at least give up on this messaging at some level if it doesn't work. Um, but I don't know. This one does feel like it's got some staying power and it's just so disgusting. I hate it so bad. And I, I think there is some goodness to like, not necessarily in the environment that we're in right now too, but the fact that it doesn't seem to be landing very much with like regular people, just because like, even in like the last election too, like which should have been a Republican wipeout too. Like all they did was like run on top surgery and like yeah. that was it and they got decimated in the senate and the house was like a majority of like less than five which means they can't even govern right now yeah the which is why is like that, like like even at the state level they're still like regardless of it not landing they're still passing legislation oh, against it which is right. what's makes it so insane oh absolutely and i think that's a that's going to be where it's going to be at. you're just going to have a, essentially states that are like free zones and just like like terror zones for, for LGBTQ people in this country. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And and that's what Utah is turning into. Like, this is not a safe place for LGBTQ people. No, no, it's, it's really not. It's not so, a safe place for anyone who isn't. <laughs> well, like, that's also true. Straight and white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's and like, if we're talking well put the, it on the, the flag. bigger, if we're talking the bigger picture, if we're talking about the environment well, that, yeah, that, of this state, yeah, it's, it's really not a not safe, safe place for anyone. For anyone. Hey, yeah. we, we might get a hockey team, though. That's nice. Sick. That's good. Well, friends, show love and support to the people around you that need it because it's, uh, you know, th- there's some bleak stuff going on, going around, and it's important to hold on to optimism where we can, but it's also important to be realistic, realistic about the challenges that a lot of people in this country are facing and that are continuing to get worse with a lot of this legislation that's passing in different states and the attacks that are happening, but... Um, I think we got to end it there. Any any parting words, gentlemen? I think that was well said. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.